Hey, Reds family, this is Pastor Daniel, and uh, I am here with uh, Pastor Steve, one of the lead pastors of Resurrection Church, and we're in our Fireside Chat series where we've been walking through Res's core values uh, that uh, the elders rolled out at the beginning of 2023. And today, we're just going to spend a few minutes talking about the first value, which is the value of identity. Um, Pastor Steve, how you doing? I'm doing really well this morning. Thank you. Awesome. Um, you were obviously in the retreat, uh, had an opportunity to to work with the elders as we were really prayerfully working through this. And, um, you know, we've probably told this story before, but it wasn't a planned it was a planned retreat, but we weren't planning to do this. Uh, this this ended up being fairly spontaneous as we just felt like God was moving us to do this. And um, we, we landed on this idea that one of the real core values at Res Church needed to be around grasping, comprehending, getting your, your mind and your arms around the identity in Christ. And, and that value says this, believers are God's treasured possessions, sons and daughters of the King. We must realize this new identity by living dynamic, spirit-led lives with entirely new priorities and standards. Now, here's what I want to ask you about today, and I'll keep this uh, brief because there's lots we could say about being God's treasure possessions and, and understanding just this identity in Christ. And um, man, there's so so many good things. But here's the thing I think as Baptists is uh, is is naturally harder for us to do, and we have to work at it and be intentional. What does it look like to be spirit-led? What does it look like for our faith to be dynamic and not uh, routine? What does it look like for you personally, Pastor Steve, uh, to live a spirit-led life? Well, uh, as I stated last time we spoke, that um, uh, if you knew me 10 years ago, you don't know me today. Mm -hmm. and, and, and where some of that transition has occurred has been— um, I've had the privilege of uh, worshiping in churches and in environments that were not Baptist. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I mean, what I mean is in a mountain uh, African church up in Uganda's mountains, mm -hmm. uh, or in a in a little church uh, filled with Syrian refugees in Beirut, mm -hmm. and, you know, things like that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, worshiping with God's chosen sons and daughters <laughs> that that literally come from a different um uh, totally different environment than I would ever come from you know I born and raised in Bakersfield right, you know? right. so uh but in in and very conservative very conservative you know sit on your hands when you worship and the whole the whole thing <laughs> and um and so I've been able to experience a lot of different worship styles, um, and I, I love them all. Uh, and then, you know, I, I come into um, our environment of worship. We um, we tend to, uh, we tended to years ago, um, you know, you could program the service by the hymns that we were singing. Mm. Nothing wrong with hymns because we still, we still, we sing, still sing them. And yeah. We still, this is one of the things I mentioned the last time about Keith Green. Most everything he does are hymns, but they got a got a jazzy to him. Back then, people were going, "What are you doing with that music?" You know, but um, but listening to uh, our worship and participating in our worship, you know, I'm not able to move around as much as I used to be because I got arthritis in every joint I have and these things. And so I I worship with you. Look at me quietly, but I'm I'm dancing inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, and so um, what worship looks like for me today is. Um, 
is taking my mind off what's sitting in front of me and looking at the throne of grace. Mm. I mean, mm. um, and being able to um, envision that day, uh, that coming of Christ. Yeah, you know that that expectation of of uh, what's what's to come. Right. You know, the coming of Christ is a process. I mean, <laughs> gosh, we got from here till eternity. Right. To do that, and, and, and so when you. Um, you know, and I, I think this is a, a challenge in different ways, but, you know, when we, we talk about like being sensitive to the Spirit, sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is, we were indwelt with the Holy Spirit. So we have God with us all the time. We're now the temple of God. And therefore, our, our lives don't have to be run by like, well, I, I hope I know what I'm supposed to do. I, I hope that uh, God speaks to me. I, you know, we have the scripture, which, you know, for much of human history, they didn't have God's word with them. We have God's holy word and we have God's spirit inside of us doing, the, you know, this active, vibrant process. And people will describe Christianity as boring. And I'm like, well, then, then you're doing religion because religion is boring, but following the spirit's wild. It's dynamic. It's so different. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, some may interpret what you just said as being, I've got to be dynamic and wild in my worship <laughs> where, you know, there's a sense of, of uh, normalcy and, and sense, but, but, you know, uh, worship doesn't just occur, occur in the hour that we're together on right, Sunday morning. Right, right. Worship is, is the way we, we see our life. You know, when I walk the halls of the uh, hospital and uh, visit patients in the hospital that they come from every walk of life. It's, mm. it's almost like walking on the mission field. Yeah. It is the mission field, but it's more in a sense you meet them where they're at and you worship with them in the style that they would understand. And that can, could be simply be a prayer to lift them up before a, a healing God, or yeah. it could be uh, a calm word, a calming um, phrase that you, you speak to them to calm their hearts. I mean, worship is what we do to not just worship God, but serve others. Absolutely. You know, and so. Well, and, and in addition to worship, like even if we, you're talking about like decisions to make in this pursuit of Jesus, you did something recently that was, was different. It's not something I think you've done a ton of, and I noticed it, and you've talked about it a little bit, and I wanted to talk kind of about how you sort of uh, realized the Spirit was leading you in that way. Is you started this group with uh, some men that are just all these different generations and and cultures, and they're very unlike you. And, uh, but but it was clear that you had some convictions to go do that. How do you ensure that you're paying attention uh, to the Holy Spirit and recognizing when the Holy Spirit's moving, so that you know that hey, God's God's leading me to start this group with these men. You know, like where, where does that come from? What what are some things people could do to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit? You listen with your eyes. Hmm. Okay. You 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 look around. You see where the needs are. You look, see where the hurting people are. Mm -hmm. You know, and you um, again uh, read in God's Word. You know what Christ has called us to be and do. Right. And wow, you know what it says right here. I need to be able to uh, bring healing to the to the brokenhearted. You right. know and um, we, we have, I mean, it's all around us. Right, right. You don't have to look a long ways. When folks come in walking through the door, Elder Don is the most phenomenal greeter. You know, he'll get, he'll know everything about you in five minutes, but, uh, following him around, you know, is, is interesting or just, just 
following his model around, you know, this, this last Sunday, I, um, I met several people I hadn't met before and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, it was interesting to have conversations with them and see how much commonality we had in our lives, you know, that we, we've been to the same place or we know the same people or we've had the same life experiences, mm-hmm. whatever the time frame and the method, you know, when we're there talking right. uh, allows, but just then listening and finding out, okay, what's, you know, this is no mistake right. that God said, I need you to, to meet up and do right, this right. And, and, and listen. And, you know, my life experiences are varied and, and vast and there's not a whole lot of people who are in a mess that I haven't been in or, walk through. Right, right, right. You know, and so it's not hard to find as long as you're looking. Well, and what I hear you saying when you say look with your, or listen with your eyes, which I, I love that phrase, listen with your eyes. Uh, you know, we, we've we've heard before this idea that when God reveals something to you, when he shows you a need, when he shows you an opportunity, when he reveals something to you, it's not for you to go, huh, how interesting, you know, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll think about that later or, ah, maybe, you know, it's, it's not a, an interesting factoid. Uh, when God reveals something to you, it's an invitation. Yes. When God, when you notice something of a spiritual nature, a need, a, a hurt, a thing that God puts on you, it's not for you to go, huh, how interesting. It's an invitation to be involved in his work. Yes. And so I feel like as you've you've seen these opportunities and these men and 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 the brokenhearted and the people that would need and you have stepped into this invitation of God's work with them and now you have this group that's varied and it's different it's diverse and yet it's very gospel centered it's very God honoring. Yes, I I believe it is, and it's and, and it, you know and it's not one direction. It's it comes back. Uh, what I get from. Uh, association and um, meeting with and praying with and walking through life struggles with and life celebrations with this group of men, it, it, it fulfills mm. an emptiness in my heart. And mm. I, I do believe what you, the, the question you asked was, and I'll rephrase it was when, when that hole in your heart is, is crying to be fill, filled, how do you fill it? You, right. you just look around you know, what hurts God should hurt you. Mm. You know, like it's good. Um, last week we was um, at the Bakersfield Pregnancy Center banquet. Mm-hmm. And I've been to almost every one of those for decades. Right. And, uh, you know, just the newness of the pain in the hearts of the people that they portray. Right. It is, is like, how can you not help? Right. But jump in and, right. and be with folks who are right. in, 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 and babies and and parents. I just I could yeah. go on forever, so I better. Slow I appreciate that it. We're gonna we're gonna listen with our eyes. Yes. Um, we're gonna pay attention where the spirit's moving. We're gonna take that as an invitation to be involved in God's work and to step into that in obedience. And hey, I appreciate your time for just a few minutes. Uh, thank you so much for spending it with us, uh, Res family. We love you. Yes, and we we'll, do. We'll be back with another fireside chat shortly. Thanks, guys.